and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure. I am your co-host, Donald Francis, and I am the co-owner of the Clarendon Trading Company. I am here with the beautiful and incomparable Colette Monique Leibard, wifey for lifey, business partner, business partner, and everything in between. And most importantly, the girl of my dreams. Ooh, yeah. So every week on Business is Pleasure, we like to take the time and just review our week, how our business is coming along, and most importantly, how that's affecting our relationship. I think, it's, it's, I think with us, it's, we're in a really dynamic situation because, yes, we are in a relationship, and plus we're running a business together. A lot of people may look at us like as being totally insane for even trying to attempt this. And to be honest with you, it's been working. So it's like, why stop? it now we're going to continue on the track that we're going and just try to be as successful as possible but the one way we always start off business is pleasure is how was your week um <clears throat> you go first um for me my week was actually good for, i've been able to be consistent for like the last like five six months running the business full time so that's what i really like we've always talked about how important it is to be consistent and also build relationships within any business but without consistency, it's actually impossible to build any type of relationship. Well, it's harder to build any type of relationship. So with me, it's just like trying to be as consistent as possible, going picking, running the business in like a really systematic way. So we're always consistent. Um, this week was, was, was good in terms of like the things I need to get done. So taking photos, finding clothes, posting online. It's just been consistent. Like that's the word of the day, consistent. Um, but then of course we had the show in Houston, which was crappy. Our first bad show of the year. And I think for us, like we don't ever try to f focus on like the negative aspects of the show because when it comes to business, you're paying for what's not working. So you don't make those same mistakes again, you know? And I think for us going to that show, it kind of showed us like, hey, we know who our demographic is. But it doesn't mean our doesn't mean there's gonna be enough of our demographic at that certain event for mm -hmm. us to like have a profitable day. It just wasn't big enough. Yeah, it really wasn't. It was more so like a local event where like people within the city would go to. It wasn't they didn't really have that like international draw that I thought it would. But then of course there are some other events like an event in Vancouver that I would go to where it's like it is a local one, but it's a bit, not necessarily bigger more people that come there are more willing to spend the amount of money that we're asking for our particular items you know? and also too like there was a lot of stuff going on that weekend and like sometimes that's a bit of like a deterrent for an event so mm -hmm. like there was south by southwest like if everyone's spending their money at like music festivals and like going out and partying and like whatever they're not gonna be like they're not gonna be like oh like let me let me go to the sneaker event mm -hmm. <laughs> and buy a pair of off-white or like buy like whatever you know yeah. they're just they're focused on their experiences and having fun so i thought it was gonna make the event busier because it was yeah that's that's, that's what i thought too to be honest with you but like honestly i knew the event was gonna be crappy because for me, I love free stuff. If I can get anything free, I'm on that right away. So the event was sponsored by Monster. Monster is an energy drink, if you guys aren't familiar. And everyone that was coming in didn't want any of the Monster. I was like, hold up, something's wrong. If there's free stuff that's being given away and people aren't like so eager to get the free items, I knew something was off. From then, I knew right away. But then the event opened up at 1.30, but officially opened up at 2 o'clock. So 1.30, you had the VIP guests that come in or whatever 
and someone bought a piece of off-white from us right away. So I was like, oh, crap. Like, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. We're already making a little money before the event even officially starts. I'm like, things are going to be all right. And then we ended up selling two things the whole day, which was just horrible, 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 horrible. Yeah. But again, it goes back to what we talk about. Like, a lot of times, yes, with events, we want to make money. That's, like, the number one thing. Don't get me wrong. But then you also have to understand that it's really important that you're getting leads and also you're exposing people about your company or your product, you know? So, of course, I'm still there handing out cards, still trying to get Instagram, still trying to get new clients, get new leads. And that's also extremely important. If you're only going to an event and you're going to be sour the whole time that you didn't sell anything, you're wasting so much other opportunities that you can really benefit from. And, like, we also learned a lot, too. Like, mm-hmm. we learned that maybe it's not the best idea to travel so far for an event that there mm-hmm. isn't, like, a big, big, big following for. Yes, like, yes. if we were to travel that far for an event, it'd be something a little bit more well-known or, mm-hmm. like, something that people were just, like, generally more familiar with or had, like, consistent, mm-hmm. really, really big and large events in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, for this event, we... Ha- I don't know, you saw a bit about it and it looked like a decent event. Yeah, because so. know what it was, too? The ones that I did see about it, they were based in Dallas and in Houston. And those are bigger cities, right? Yeah. And this event was based out of Austin. It's surprising. Austin actually has a pretty large um, population. It's like 900,000 people. Like, you know what I mean? It's around the same size as Ottawa. But, of course, Dallas and Houston, they're metropolitan cities that everyone knows. Yeah. So a lot more people are more likely to, like, just get to those places, you know. More highways, easier transportation routes, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, again, it sucked. Whatever. We're not going to, like, try to hold on to it. Because one thing... Um, a lot of you like new guys that get into reselling have to understand if this is something that's going to be like a long-term thing for you, you have to think about it either on a monthly basis in terms of like the profits or on a yearly basis, you know? If you're constantly looking at like, ah, oh, today I didn't make a sale, today I didn't make a sale, like, you know, you're going to really like start to get like, that is going to really weigh on you. It's going to start to bother you. So it's really good that one, you remain consistent within your selling system and two, try to focus on a much broader scale. Like, you know, how were you doing at this point a year ago, you know? Or how were you doing at this point a month ago? And like, it's day by day. Yeah, 100%. It's baby steps. And at the end of the day, you're doing yourself more of a disservice by being negative and angry about, like, something that didn't go well. Like, mm-hmm. when something doesn't go well, that's an opportunity for you to learn from it. Yeah, and I think that's one way, like, we always try to, like, we try to look at our business is that, like, it's an opportunity to find growth. Like, you know, it's like what you're saying. Like, you know what? Maybe next time we won't necessarily do a smaller city, only big cities. You know what I mean? And, of course, we'll, like, maybe be a bit more diligent in terms of, like, looking into the event, seeing who's going, seeing how the company's even promoting the events or whatever, yeah. you know? So I think that's always important. But like I said, overall, it's, like, with me, like, maybe, like, 80% of the event was done. I was like, yeah, like, this day's going to be a wash. So it's, like... Let me just make the best out of it, you know what I mean? Talking to people. But Austin had some amazing barbecue, though. Oh, my God, the barbecue was so good. But then it made my stomach feel a little, like, like a bit off. Because I, I think it was really oily. Because, you know, it was, like, Texas. So, like, you know, they put a little oil flavor on it. Like, you know, like, really smoky, but it tasted so good. But then I felt like I almost want to, like, throw up. I was like, oh. So does that make it not as good? It's What's not like, good. No, I tasted good still. The flavors were on point. But I didn't throw up. I, I, I drank a little water and I was fine. Like, and I was fine. I'm not eating something that's making... <laughs> Yo, the food is blessed. I don't care. No, I'm not doing that. That's like Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. The food is blessed. The food is blessed. <laughs> but yeah, overall, Austin's a really beautiful city. Really nice. Everyone's like a cowboy and stuff. I was hoping I would see like someone with like the generic cowboy like have a gun on them. Just be like, hey, you there. Like, you know, but I didn't get to see any of that. You're lucky. But, <laughs> nah, but I, th- I know the thing is though, like, I, th- I feel like in Texas... 
I'm assuming, so like, don't quote me for this. Gun culture to them is totally different. It's because I don't know about that. I, I, I think about it. For them to have like open carry, and for like so much people to have guns, for them, I feel like it's more so like a custom. Uh, yeah, like, but, that's what I mean. Like to us now, if, no, like, hold on, hold on. For instance, saying, hold on. For us, for instance, right? Like if we were in Canada, we saw someone like walking around with a gun on their waist. We're like, yo, what the hell? No, but like, what I'm know? saying is, yes, we're in Canada, but you're all you're also a black man in America for mm-hmm. a weekend, so that's different. Yeah, but I, but honestly, but at the same time, I think like sometimes like we use that as an excuse to be like, oh yeah, because the color of my skin, and just because these guys have like lenient gun rules, I should be worried about that. Like to be honest with you, I didn't feel like, and wherever I go. I know that a lot of the times it's more so on me. Yeah. So, to like how I react to people, and if something's gonna start, like I gotta figure out the best way to like de-escalate any situation. You yeah, know? but you also have that perception based off of how you've been raised and where you've lived. Like, yeah, and also like and, and where I've been as well too, right? Like, yeah, like right. if I go to Jamaica now, like I'm not gonna act stupid and outlandish and I'm wild. Yeah. If I go to New York, I'm not gonna act stupid and outlandish and wild. If I go to Ottawa, I'm not gonna do that yeah, way. Yeah, but you've also never been like a black man in America because it's different than in Canada. I would feel. Yeah, I, I personally don't know, and neither do you. So, like, I think what's most important is, like, you have to, like, always make sure, like, you construct yourself in an appropriate way, despite whether you're at home, whether you're at school, whether you're in a different country. Like, you know, like, you have to more so self, like, become really malleable in terms of, like, your personality and the way you would act to fit that society. Because, like, you don't want to, like... I remember one time I was in New York, and one of my friends, they started, like, smoking on the train. I was like, yo, on the train track, like, waiting for the train, I was like, yo, what are you doing, bro? You can't be doing that here. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you wouldn't do that in Canada, so like, why would you do that down here? So it's like, for me, it's like, I understand that like, I have to make sure like, I carry myself in, if maybe not a higher standard, or at least like a, a decent standard that I would in Canada, over there as well too. And honestly, like, you can't live in fear, man. Like, you know me, like, I try not to live in fear. But that's what's really, really most important or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, what's this next topic here? Finicky buyers. One thing that I, that I noticed that, um, Austin was that like a lot of people would check the stuff but not a lot of people were like really like asking for prices like or showed like overly a lot of interest and like in comparison like when we're selling stuff online we'll see people that go through our stuff that say this DMs like hey guys like, what's the price for this what's the size even though it says it in the description but that's a different topic <laughs> and, and 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 for us it's like how do you feel about people that say hey I'm gonna buy this on Friday or hey like you know I want to meet up and get this like, you know, how do you feel about that? The finicky buyer? I feel like, I don't know, you can always tell, especially online, like, you can always tell how someone's communicating, whether they're going to buy it or not. My favorite buyer is a person that doesn't talk to me at all and mm. just purchases. Mm. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank whoever you are out there. Mm. Thank you. Sorry, before you even get to the finicky buyer, like, what do you think it's one that what we're doing, why them that why it allows them to feel so comfortable this person that, that purchasing the item right away? Because, like, we showcase it in a pretty, like, I don't know, acceptable and nice manner. We have like all the information there. We have a bunch of other stuff. We have our website mm. there. Like our we, ratings. Our ratings. Mm. Like there's lots of things that are there that kind of like make them feel comfortable that we're not like some crazy people just trying to steal their money. Mm-hmm. So like I think like that goes a long way. But a lot of the times when people are finicky, you can tell like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I notice finicky buyers more so through like the meetup apps. So like oh I can't stand the meetup apps nowadays I yeah. I kind of want to get rid of all of them so like carousel except let go let go you're you're doing okay so right like now. carousel and let go like the and Kijiji and Kijiji like Facebook Market yeah Facebook Market like they have to like you have to like, communicate with a person which is fine 
to a certain extent to like figure out how they want to get their product but like sometimes it is difficult because people will just be like hey i'm interested and you'll be like okay like whatever and they'll be like can i get pictures and you're like okay sure you'll be like the pictures are clearly right there yeah among ourselves like what are the pictures we do yeah want to they're see? like can i get more pictures so i take like literally the exact same pictures that are already there just... but sometimes it's like a compliment to us as well too because if these look like stock photos for people to be like oh i need actual photos i'm like hey like these are actual photos by the way yeah i think like people just say it because it's like they kind of want to prove yeah like they want like you actually have it on hand i don't know but yeah so we'll take pictures whatever we'll be like yeah when do you want to meet up they'll be like the second someone is like not like right away or not saying okay yeah i'll meet up today Mm -hmm. they're not they're like there's like 80 percent chance that they're not going to get it yeah i think we were talking about this like just yesterday and for what i've noticed like if someone says hey I want to meet up today or like tomorrow you probably have like a 50 percent chance that they're most likely going to get the item but if they let's say today's monday and they're like oh i want to meet up on wednesday or like friday no. they're not getting it man their no. mind's going to be changed it doesn't no. even matter no. but i think that's that for and us. you'll message them you'll be like hey um it's wednesday <laughs> yeah are you still interested in the shirt no message yeah, no like, message they don't, even, they don't even reply or the worst is that like i messaged someone so the person had messaged us on tuesday and i was like and they're like okay saturday will come that's when you were gonna go and meet them at yorkdale right mm-hmm. after i was like hey it's clarendon co are you still down to meet up no sorry I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, you were the one I was getting. I mean, asking for, you, for all these pictures, asking for all these measurements. I, w- I told you to meet me here. You're like, no, I'd rather meet at a mall because that's closer. Now it's time to meet up. You're like, no, you know? But I think that's when we can use, like, different sound techniques, like what you were talking about previously. Yeah. Fair of loss. I think yeah. once you have the mindset that, hey, like, I might not be able to purchase the item if I don't um, really do it now. Do this. You have something like in the pony dry right there. Yeah, 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 you're good. Like, if I don't, like, really purchase item right now, then, hey, like, I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. Yeah, I noticed that I was on Facebook Market before I got banned. <laughs> I was on Facebook Market. I don't know why I'm banned. It's nothing bad. Yeah. I honestly don't Stop know. Bad I, think I, I think I was posting too often. But anyway, so I was on Facebook Market, and um, I was buying crystals from this lady. Mm-hmm. and Cause crystals. Ooh. I'm calling it. I want, I want crystals. Ooh. Are you done? No. Like, one of my crystals right there. It's balancing on her energy. No, you didn't smudge them. Anyways. Okay, so I was buying crystals from this lady, and they're actually really nice. They're for a really good price. I don't know if you've ever bought crystals before, but usually, like, one is, like, $15, $20. Sometimes, like, way more than that. Like, sometimes even $30, $40, right? So she had a box of, like, I don't know, probably, like, eight crystals for... Mm. 30 bucks and I was like this is a great deal so I messaged her I'm like hey I'm really interested can I buy this um can I meet up tomorrow and she's like yeah definitely you can meet up tomorrow but um but there's a chance that it might sell before that because there's a lot of people that are interested and like literally it might not my heart just start racing like it's not that serious no you, you probably did because you're so anxious you're like oh, oh how am I gonna get, ever get the crystals for such a good price again oh my god I gotta go right now so I sent her an e-transfer I was like hey um do you mind if I just send you an e-transfer and you can just hold it for me and she was like e-transfer trumps everything and I just sent it to her and she held it for yeah me. but I, I think the one of the things though is that like you run a small business so you understand like the different methods that people would, have, would approve. Like, That's true. Because you've dealt with this on a regular, on a regular the basis. The only thing you know? that I can say is like your average buyer, like not everyone's like comfortable with an e-transfer, mm-hmm. especially if they've never seen the product before. Mm-hmm. Like I'm comfortable with it because I do it all the time and I tell people to, to send me an e-transfer mm-hmm. and it's not that big of a deal. Oh my so gosh, send I, me I, your thought money. This, I thought this piece of my hair was a squirrel. Oh my gosh, you're fine, babe. 
that's what you're saying? So I, um, yeah, so I'm like comfortable with it and I know that I'm not going to scam people and it's all good. You hope they wouldn't scam you too, I guess. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know, I'm not afraid of losing, like, if I lose $30... It's you're like, rich. Okay. No, no it's not. I'm Let not, me get $20 you, from you then. You just said you're not going to live you're in fear. Rich. And neither am I. Like, you're if someone rich. really wants to scam me for $30, obviously like, they need it more me. than I do. Like, holy over me. crystals. Like, that's some bad energy. But, so, I don't know. I, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't that fearful that she was going to run away with my money. and But, like, not everyone's like that. You know what I mean? Like, there are people that will be like, no, I'm not going to eat transferred. And I don't want to meet up first. And, like, just do it in cash or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, no, sorry. most I definitely. And one thing I've also realized about the finicky buyer is that, like, they're more likely to be finicky during the week than they actually are on weekends, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm assuming that, like, they get paid probably closer to the week like the average person does. Yeah. So they're like, hey, like, I have money now. Let's just meet up or whatever. But yeah. if it's Monday, Tuesday, even, like, a Wednesday, people aren't going to be as, like, aren't going to have the funds right away. And maybe, like, what if I want to buy a burger on Thursday? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I have to take the bus. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's, like, all that extra work, you yeah, know what I mean? No. Sometimes we got to take that into consideration as well, too, right? Because even when people are meeting up, whether they're driving or taking, like, public transit, that's an extra, like, five bucks they're adding on to the price. Yeah. Like, you know, so sometimes we got to really talk about that. And I think we should also go back to the whole idea of letting people know, like, hey, we'll drop it off to you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I think the, inc- the inconvenience factor. factor really plays into... It sometimes because again it's like i personally don't like doing meetups when i'm purchasing something because it's extra work you know what i mean now and i gotta if carve I get out, all the way there and i don't even like it you know it's like i gotta carve out time now in my schedule to figure this out yeah plus i gotta like waste money to get the item plus i gotta pay for the item you know so like all these all these other added expenses so sometimes i do understand why people would be finicky but it's like then, then stop buying online then man yeah. Like, go buy it in store or something, or, like, just order it from somewhere yeah. else. But like, for us, I think people need to also understand it's, like, with us running a small business, it's taking away time from us to actually go do other things. Like, that hour now that we're carving it, we're carving in to go meet up with someone, that's an hour we're taking away from running a podcast, from editing, from doing research, from doing strategy. Yeah, but at the same time, like, your average buyer... They is, don't understand that. They don't care about that, and, like, they, they don't have to care about that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's part of our running a business. Like, yeah. it just comes with the territory, so, like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. No, it's 100%. Annoying, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is what it is. Yeah. And I, even, like, I think, like, what's almost as bad as a finicky buyer is a disrespectful buyer and i mean a disrespectful not 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 someone that's not not i mean when i say disrespectful i don't mean someone that's like like that doesn't say hi that's not well-mannered i mean someone that's like hey that is fifty dollars but you're offering ten that's <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's like bro like seriously but again it's like sometimes people have this misconception oh it's used they probably got it for like 10 cents or it's used they like why are they even trying to get money from it when they've gotten their wear out of it already? You know what I mean? But a lot of times people don't understand it's like, hey, like this is our livelihood one. And two, it's like the amount of time that we put in just to find these items, then to like wash them, to take photos of them, you know, that adds into the price as well too. And it's not a garage sale. Like, yeah. If you want a garage sale price, go to a garage sale. Like, you know what I mean? But again, it's like, we can't be disrespectful and rude to the clients to be like, yo, you know what? Like, fuck you, bro. Like, how dare you try to be disrespectful? Because I think what's most important is like, that, that level of customer service, it, customer service isn't just customer service when you want someone to buy something. It's it, all the time. It's all the time when they're being disrespectful, when they're being rude, when they're being like dismissive. It's all the time. Like even today, there was a, we did a return mm-hmm. and it was literally his fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. 
the return. return. Okay, but like, how was it their fault? Like, we did a refund, sorry, and it yeah. was because it was delivered to his house two times and he wasn't there, so that it, it got sent back. Which one was this? Which show was this? The one to Australia, the Harley Davidson. The one I talked to you about literally this okay. morning. Okay, okay. Yeah, and like, stuff like that, it's like, we could have easily been like, no, like, it's your fault, like, you can just wait for it to mm-hmm. come back to you or whatever, or wait for us to ship it out. But it's like, sometimes, like, it's easier just to nip it in the bud and like take the L and then get a sale later on down the line. No, you know 100%. I mean? And I also realized the importance of good customer service. So there's this new guy that came into DYN today and they were just like, hey, um, I've seen you guys online or whatever, you know. I was like, oh, dope. Like, you know, what's your thing? Followed it back. After I just asked, like, you know, because I think it's really important to like try to build relationships with whoever's in the industry because, come on, like we're essentially like colleagues. You know, yeah. so so it's so we might as well like try not to be not not to be friends, but try to get to know each other and like maybe like try to assist each other one way or another. You know, what's wrong with you? I have a kink in my neck. to take care of my babe. Why are you doing that? Guys, you're so rough. Yo, stop. Ush, it's, no, it's stop. love. It's tender. No, it's love, love is love is pain. Oh, it's it pain. Have to be. So um, I met this guy or whatever. What what's his name? His name is Vintage something. I'll, I'll shout you out, bro, but I forgot your name. But um, <laughs> Proper Vintage. I think his name is Proper Vintage. Like, big shout out to you. So um, so he was just like, oh, um, I was like, hey, like, what, what made you want to get into thrifting? And he was like, honestly, like, I would thrift a lot. And I saw, like, a lot of businesses were doing it. But, like, the customer service was so bad. Like, I'd message them. They'd be so rude and shit. I'd be like, yeah. That's a huge thing. That's actually a reoccurring thing I hear. It's just like people message you. You'll message someone and they'll be like, hey, can I get more pictures? They want to send more pictures. Hey, can I get measurements? They don't want to send measurements. Or like the worst part is that they'll leave you on scene. Or like, you know what I mean? But the one, the biggest thing that I don't like about the vintage community, they have this preconceived notion that everyone knows like an appropriate price for items or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes people will like show like a vintage banty. They won't put the price there, which... I, I've uh, never understood that. Like, they won't put the price there, and they'll be like, oh, DM offers, but only come with proper offers. It's like, how am I supposed to know what the price is? Like, you know what I mean? And especially when I'm, like, like a casual vintage shopper. And, like, to me, when I see that, it just seems, like, dishonest. It seems, yeah. To me, it seems like, okay, you're, you're, trying you're, to get the highest you're doing, bid. like, a silent auction, essentially, yeah. and, like, you're trying to get people to, like, give the highest number, and nobody knows what anybody else is telling you, so the average price of that may be, like, 30 or $40, mm-hmm. but you have a couple people that, because they think everyone else is bidding high, they're, like, they'll pay, like, 100 or 150 like, it's just, mm-hmm. it just seems like... I don't know. It just seems schemish. Yeah, it just seems weird to me. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, it's really schemish. You know what I mean? And I think with us, we've always talked about like, hey, like, if we get something for ten dollars and we're able to sell it for twenty, but really, realistically, we got sold it for thirty, I'm okay with that because yeah. at the end of the day, the client's happy. We made a little money. Like, what? what I'm not going to be complaining about making more money. But I feel like some people have the mentality where like they run their business like a hobby. Okay. in a sense mm-hmm. you know what I mean and if that works for you then it works for you you know what mm-hmm. I mean but I feel like when you're running uh, when you ha- when you have a hobby and you're just like selling stuff on the side like you want to make the highest profit as because possible, yeah. as it's a possible yeah it's a hobby you don't know when you're going to sell again you don't really have a, a system in place to sell but when you're running a business you have a system in place so if you make five dollars off one item it's not that big of a deal because you're selling 20 30 40 50 of those same items mm-hmm. and you're going to make another five dollars and ten dollars and fifty dollars and twenty dollars so it's like if i make a small profit off of one item it's one of many so it's not that big of a deal no 100%. but like not everyone like 
has that mentality or has that system in place for their business. So, and it's it's to each their own. Like if that's how you want to run it, then go for it. But no, hundred percent. And I think that's why like Clarendon Prep. Oh, guys, honestly, we've been keeping this on the low, but like we literally started Clarendon Prep, and it's been working out really well. We've been running some ads for it, and they've been working out really <clears> well. So if you've been able to like check out Clarendon Prep, thank you guys so much. We even started running an ad where Cut is the lady like. The, the spokesperson for it on our Instagram. Babe, and honestly, I'm kind of cheesed and jealous because everyone is like, yo, go Colette. Like, oh my gosh, Colette. Even Gary's message was like, yo, Colette's better than you still. Like, she's doing more of the talking. Like, yo, yo, like, you can go to hell, bro. You can go to hell, bro. <laughs> but like, but like, regardless, like, you know, I'm just playing around, kind of. So, um, sort of. You know, so like I think it's I, I think that's really dope, and I think like with kind of prep, we're gonna allow people to realize like, hey, like you can run as a hobby as a, of course, but like put a system in place so you can be more consistent Even with whatever you're doing. It's just a little system. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be this like grandiose. Like that's one of the things I feel like it like prevents people from like starting a business or like developing a business or going into business, whatever you want to call it, is because they feel like they need to have everything figured out right, right away. Okay. And that's not the case. Like we don't have everything figured out. Like we probably didn't have half of what we need figured out. You know what I mean? Like you build it over time. You learn as you go and you get the things and you obtain the things and develop the things when you need it. Like nothing has to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to do your first thing and it has to be perfect and it has to make a hundred percent profit. And like, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just try it. No, hundred percent. And I think with us, with like the way we try and view it now, it's like, okay, let's say you have, let's say you're running tasks now and you're going to go to the store. Yeah. You're not going to, you're less than likely to find everything that you want, you want to check out on your grocery list all in one place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get your barbecue from the same place where you can get your chicken. You know, so with us, we're starting to realize like, hey, like we can finish this now. That's going to take us maybe a year to finish. But this task will take us only a couple months, you know. So we're constantly like checking off this grocery list. And over time, which a lot of people are uncomfortable with time and how long it generally takes. But over time, you'll finally have that list checked off and you'll be a better business. Because I don't want to be a perfect business. I think like once we're constantly growing and being consistent within our system, that's when we become the best system as possible. Not a perfect business, because I think that's really unrealistic. It's like, what things are we doing to ensure that one, we're giving our clients value, and two, we're constantly growing as people and also allowing the business to grow as well. And there's no such thing as a perfect business. Like, mm-hmm. everything takes time, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's one of the things- That's your Jeff Bezos. <sighs> Jeff, that's a perfect business but for re- me, I guess. But regardless, it took time. Yeah, I mean, that's funny. Even him, he'll be like, no, there's like a hundred things we're doing incorrectly. And it took time. Yeah, yeah, it took yeah. time for him to get to that point. Like, you're not going to jump out the gate with mm-hmm. perfection. Like, it's But I love seeing that, though. Like, looking at the old pictures of him back in the 90s at Amazon. He had, like, this crappy-ass sign. He used to drive around, like like distributing the books it's like oh my god that's so inspirational sometimes you just forget it's like remember i used to call myself of, jeff bezos yeah because yeah you still are though you still are don't worry you still are nice you still deliver are. packages like, oh my gosh like every other day okay so um any last words before we get on out of here no okay um one last word i want to say i'm really proud of Colette right now she was cranky when she came home but you know her energy was really good for this show she's happy now and honestly <laughs> It's not that she's feeling better. She's getting French fries. Well, I guess that makes Stop. her feel better. She's she's gonna be able to eat French people. fries. That's called kryptonite, guys. Get her French fries and she's Why happy are you again. People on my no, because it's true. It's true. You're greedy. So I'm really happy for you, baby. You're gonna have your French fries. So you're feeling good. I'm really proud of you. But I think that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for constantly mm-hmm. checking us out, for constantly being there for us, and just just for constantly watching our shit, man. You don't have to. You can be doing anything else. But until next time, peace.